0: They are also a very small uh, a percentage of the the population. Are These both guys, supporting Putin? Uh, I would say that the the far right is uh, with the mouth shut, so they are not saying. Uh, institutionally, they are not saying nothing, but it's it's a kind of to give you an example with Germany, it's a kind of I- AFD, but they are um, they don't they don't support Putin, uh, uh, but there are people that uh, is more conservative, so in some way uh, they defend uh, like Le Pen or like uh, Salvini uh, well uh, Russia okay but they are uh, well a complete minority and in Portugal we don't have uh, a strong uh, far right uh, because of historical reasons we had a Carnation revolution in 74 it was a, f- a far right uh, dictator Mentorship. So the far right is very it's it's it, it's not relevant in Portugal. But the Communist Party, it was very revelant, relevant relevant uh, in our history, um, is decreasing the representation in our parliament, but still has some social power um and yes they are uh, always saying something like okay russia is inv- invading, but nato but uh, united states but uh, zelensky has uh, some guilt so um yes they um well they they but but at the same time the majority of the society i would say 90% are um of course uh, um i think they are uh, committing suicide uh, uh, i think they will uh, go go out of the, the the parliament in the next elections this is the 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 popular opinion um and i would say it's one of the last communist parties of europe and um because of historical reasons and if you let me, if you allow me, I go to Brazil, to South America, Africa, and uh, Asia. That's a
1: long tour. That's a long yeah, tour. Yeah. Let me ask you questions. Uh, yeah, please, please, please. Because I think please, it's please. important for our audience. We have a, a friend of the show, uh, you may have heard of him. Uh, he's a former, um, or recent, I have to say, actually, uh, recent Portuguese Special Operations Force. Um, no, no. Chap Nuno. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Nuno, has, Nuno is as a friend him. of the show. Yeah. And he's been here many times with us. Yeah. Um, he fortunately is, he's aware of politics, but he's apolitical in his statements, which I like, mm-hmm. which is yeah. also smart. But yeah. the good thing is uh, he also said that uh, Portuguese politics um, are a hotbed. So there mu- must be a deep rooted um, streams in politics and I'm just wondering, does that, has that ever had an impact on Portugal's commitment to NATO? Or has it ever had an impact uh, as to its support for Ukraine, for example, in this specific case? Or is it clear that the center of politics holds?
0: Well, um, it's, I, I, look, I don't want to offend other uh, Portuguese listeners, okay? <laughs> don't, uh, just say what okay, you think. It's a question. But, yeah, but uh, but I well, I am a social democrat, okay, um, but that believes that Portugal needs to be more uh, liberal. But let me please explain the concepts because in United States this means a complete different thing, okay? Um, if um, well, um, our our PSD, it's yours, CDU, okay? And our PS, that is a social party, is yours, SPD, okay? So, but both are moderated and uh, in the center, okay? Those parties, after the Carnation Revolution in 74, are the rulers of the Portuguese policies, okay? Uh, I would say in European terms, moderate uh, uh, parties, okay? Uh, One a little bit center-right, the uh, other one uh, center-left. But uh, concerning NATO commitment, I would say that both are, there is no question about NATO commitment. But we have many problems in Portugal, okay? Um, And we have, for instance, um, uh, a sovereign debt that is 126% of our GDP. Okay? Um, we have too much state um, and um, some corruption. That is interesting. A,
1: a social democrat says this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. I, I would say that both are more or less a mix between CDU and SPD, but um yes, but we have a lot of corruption, okay. Um and uh we have a growing uh, problem, a growing GDP problem, um an ADAPT problem. So I would say that um, the Portuguese, uh, and I mean eighty percent, ninety percent, are completely committed with European Union, and and you can see that on on. I think we are the Portuguese are the most committed with European Union, uh, in 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 European Union, and I would say. Uh, with NATO, maybe the the, uh, the the percentage would be not so high, but it's it's also uh, consensual, okay. And uh, I, I'm not sure if you know, but um, we have an air base in our islands in Azores. I know uh, that is an American base. Uh, uh, Fortunately, that yes, yes, and it is after the Brits. Uh, that is our uh, oldest il- uh, allies since the 14th century. Um, after s- s- the Second World War, the ba- the base w- passed to the Americans. And now the base, I suppose, is managed by Rammstein, uh, base in Kaiserslautern. So, uh, yep. no, there is no doubt about the commitment with NATO, but I believe that our defense is um or has no m- much uh, budget and um it should have much more budget than than it has now so but you have
1: highly quali- you have highly qualified soldiers who are extremely yes. experienced yeah. yeah. who have been sent on many UN missions have been sent on NATO yeah. missions Who's yeah. been assisting former colonies, if I may say so? Yeah, yeah. In securing, I think we have... securing a lot of very strange places, so you do actually yeah. have exactly what NATO needs from you.
0: Yeah, I think I think we have very good rangers, very very good commandos. Okay, uh, but we need a better, uh, a bigger budget to to our army, and. Um, and to modernize our our forces of course but if you um ask me about know-how um, and human human resources uh, i would say uh, that we, look i'm not a military guy okay but but i i would say that we have uh a role on this on this mat, matter, yes. So no doubts about about that. We are not uh, a five column. No, we are a complete and committed uh, ally um, with the European project and with the West. Of course, uh, of course. Would, you, I, it, would you mind? Yeah.
1: Uh, would you mind holding for a second? Just uh, of course. Let's make a quick break because we have a couple of people who've been waiting yeah. as well who i like to take on. Hold yeah. your thought. Okay. Stay on the panel. Yeah. Andrei, okay, please. Okay. Okay, thank you. Andrei?
2: Can I speak? Like I'm from Russia, you know, like you can ask me some questions maybe if you want so.
1: Who was who's the uh, speaking? Andrei?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's me. Like uh I'm from Russia, yeah. And like um uh I can maybe you can what, ask what me is, some. What question. is
1: what is your what is your question or what is your comment?
2: Uh, like about our uh, commentator, I don't know like what to say. But you like can uh, ask me some questions, you know. <laughs> yeah. If okay. You, well, you you, yeah. You're
1: aware of the, how the space here works. I, I presume you've been following us. You've been listening to what we are typically addressing. So this is a space about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and we're discussing both the uh, say situation on the ground. Uh, we discuss the various options as to uh, energy policy and the likes, and we discuss uh, uh, generally our approach to this. Uh, but uh, if you have anything to add or a question, that would yeah. be- I've got no. a question
3: for him. Wait there, I've got a question for him. Andre. Yeah. What do you think of the war in Ukraine? And do you call it a war?
2: Like, yeah, I call it a war. And like, right now, I'm in, in like in another country uh like you know and my friend like yeah he said that actually like he will come like with military mission i think so like he's a young man but he actually come to not to ukraine like to uh borders near ukraine like in russia in i think like uh a january yeah like in mid january and like you know some general like a big guy in army just uh, gets get so drunk that he actually like speak to other like uh, soldiers, then uh, that actually uh, Russia will like uh, want to attack Ukraine if it will like happens. It was like one month before the attack, like it was planning for a long time. And uh, <clears throat> I myself like I uh, left the country uh, because uh, they want to put me in jail. I think so because I'm like. Uh, not like uh, joining the protesters here against the war. I'm just be in one chat in Telegram that like uh, coordinate the movement. You know, like where to where to like uh, take a meeting, like on what street, at what time, and like some FBI like Russian um, guys. They also be in that chat and they like found me by my phone and like uh, find, found my ad- address like in my city, like Moscow. Mm, and you know, I want to say that actually like a lot of Russian people like here in that place that uh, I am state, like in Georgia, there are a lot of Russian people because like in Russia, uh, because of this war, it's like a very bad situation, like, in economy. A very bad situation, you know, like, you, like, three months ago, you can, like, uh, setting, like, something uh from Russia to, uh for example, Poland or Europe. Like, I don't know, like, because Europe doesn't produce, like, a lot of stuff because of the ecology and so on. And, like, Russia, uh after coronavirus, after, like, the first place, like, uh and uh, you know it's uh, very bad for russian people of this uh, in, in this war because uh, not so much people like Greece is this far, you know and it's like uh it's like a situation where like economy of russia is like yeah so
4: andrey um how do you think how bad is it in russia compared To people who are suffering in Ukraine.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I understand, but you know, like, there are a lot of Russian people who don't, who will actually like against uh, this regime for a long time, and like, they. Yeah,
4: it's a good point, good point, a valid one. However, it's a simple question. uh, As Russian invaders took Ukrainian cities, occupied them, we have seen Ukrainians unarmed in the streets risking their lives literally because they are being kidnapped tortured, disappeared killed and raped by Russian army in Russian occupied Ukrainian cities despite that, Ukrainians civilians unarmed these Russian occupied territories in Ukrainian cities which are under complete control by Russian army, by FSB risking their lives they're protesting. They're protesting in thousands with Ukrainian flags and they're willing to to show that they're against this tyrannical regime that occupied their cities and continues to kill them. So my question to you what is the scale of protests in Russia comparing the risks that currently Russians face which I believe uh, are not that substantial, put it this way, and uh, how many people have been apprehended and what happened to them, and my main question is, uh, what Russians currently are doing and why aren't they protesting, literally, what is going on? according to your you
2: know i uh, can i can i can talk only like uh for myself like uh the young generation like the most uh, young generation is against the war and like for uh first times they actually go on the streets yeah but you know we have some like social media yeah like uh, some some people who like uh need to do their jobs and they like you know left the country because uh, like, uh, we have like independent, yeah, like, uh, media, and like, right, uh...
4: y- you're correct. Uh, everyone is against the war. Every reasonable person who is, uh, who is more or less, yeah, uh, maybe, from reality. Oh. Don't, don't... every reasonable person who is not detached, just wait, re- just wait. Re- med- 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 is against the war. The problem is, and the question is, how many people have you seen protesting in Russia, in the streets, literally? Well, your anecdotal experience.
2: uh, It wasn't so much, like, you know, maybe two or three thousands, but I think, like, it's very strange, you know, if I will will come, like, you know, like, tomorrow in Russia, uh, I first, uh, like, go to FBI, like, building and, uh, like, burn it, you know, and I don't give, a like, uh whatever like about uh i i I can sit in jail like you know for five years but i want to like sit in jail uh, at that nazis like regime you know it will be fine i think so it's like my own decision you know i i i don't know like what can i do
4: yeah you're you're right i get your point however i believe the comparison is uh you're not in uh, in uh, in a position to make the comparison here, um, like it or not. But this is the harsh reality, because you mentioned the prospects of being jailed for five years. Uh, Ukrainians right now are facing the prospects of being killed, disappeared, raped, and tortured, and still they protest. They protest in mass, and unfortunately. Unfortunately, this is not what we are seeing in Russia. However, uh, I believe people like you, younger ones, the younger generation, there is hope for Russia amongst people like you. And you have to be more proactive. You have to be in the streets like we were when we were younger in Ukraine in 2014, when we felt the oppression by the government. We essentially protested. We protested not in the thousands. We protested in millions. Millions were in the streets in Kiev after police brutality. And this is how you fight for your freedoms. There is no way to fight sitting on telegram in the safety of your home. It doesn't work like this. And uh, I'm telling you this from my personal experience. Because it doesn't work like this. Unless you're willing to risk it. Unless you're willing to fight for it. It's not gonna come out of the blue. Freedom is not free. And unfortunately, at this time, it's up to Russians to make the change. And unfortunately, we are not to, to a great dismay. We're not seeing that happening in Russia. So maybe younger generation like you eventually can come out into the streets and risk it. Yes, you have to risk it, because time has passed, and right now, because of the time that was wasted by uh, complacency, by willingness to adhere to what is happening in Russia, eventually the price, the highest price is being paid by Ukrainians right now. So again, yes, I believe there is hope, and you have to be proactive. About yeah, can I Re- no like, reason to, no, to sit at yeah, home. No. And,
2: uh, I I, I just you know just I, I don't even know like what Russia represents like right now. You know, it's like it's not it's not a country anymore. It's like I don't know like you're fighting like for what? Like if I come on the like Lubyanka Street, like okay, like it will be 100 people. I don't think like. So, so much people will come, like, because it's, like, today. Yeah, dangerous. It starts from small numbers. It starts from small numbers, like it started in Kyiv. It was,
4: uh, I believe, it was a hundred of people who protested on Maidan uh, in 2013. They were beaten up, but they risked it. And they, they suffered. And when people have seen what happened, they were in the streets because they didn't want their children to suffer and they didn't want to see the regime to act like that. So it's all about the your stance, your willingness to make a stand. And you are young and probably people like you are potentially a hope for Russia, if there is hope. And having said that, I'll leave it to Yehuda.
5: Yeah, yeah I respectfully disagree with my good friend, Walter um, you're too young, uh, and uh, I think you're too naive. I think if everyone was out on the streets, you go. But uh, um, at Russian, if we think uh, the Russians, Russian government doesn't care about any of you, uh, they'll easily, uh, Tiananmen square you in a heartbeat, I'd leave. I'd leave, go somewhere you can, you know, live a better life. Uh, Russia's not going to... Unless the military are going to kill Putin and try to do some reforms kind of like Gorbachev uh, at the end of the Soviet Union, I, I don't see any more needless murder. I would, I, if I was a Russian, I would not stick around to try to fix it. Personally, I would, I would jump ship. Let let Russia have the brain drain that it deserves. Let all the smart, intellectual people who care about humanity and human rights leave. That's me. If you were my kid, that's what I would tell you. Um, and I, I, I know... I think the Maidan was very different. Ukrainian culture is still different after after the Soviet Union. Ukrainians had a different perspective. Yeah, there were hold holdovers from the Soviet Union, but um, I don't think they can do a Maidan in Moscow. I just don't see it happening. I, I see Putin. Yeah, Putin, Putin doesn't care. Good point. Good point.
4: So in in this case, people like Andrei, their hope yeah, is it's to, it's to leave something Russia.
2: Something to know like more, maybe like. Don't want to interrupt you. Like, uh, there are a lot lot of Russian, like, young people who have, like, education, yeah? And they, like, prefer to, like, uh, own their own future because they're, like, own nothing. They prefer to, like, going to another country and, like, uh, living there, you know, because it's uh, better when, like, if you stay in Russia and you, like, don't go to protest when you just uh, need to kill yourself or, I don't know, like... Or no, Andre.
4: As it was said, there are two ways. It's either you fight and make a stand, which is risky, or essentially you save your future, and you just leave because there are no prospects for people like you, unfortunately, yeah, under yeah. the current
2: regime. And you know, like you, you, you may think like that Putin regime is actually like very strong. Yeah, I think like you know propaganda, like it works. Like I think five years ago, yeah like, you can listen to Putin or, or whatever, like, he, and he will sound, like, you know, like, very, very confident. But right now, he, I don't even remember when I hear something, like, official said, but actually, like, it's, it's fine, you know? Like, it's, its I don't know, it's like madness. Because it's so, uh, so strange and so, like, it is. I think like it Putin is. is like is more smart, you know, because I think like he will not attack Ukraine. He he can be like a dictator, yeah, like for thirty six year, like to. It is it is uh, it is harsh, but as we said, uh, there are two ways
4: that you can, two passes that you can choose one, one of the two. It's either you make a stand and uh, fight for it if you see some hope uh or you just leave and build your future somewhere else, and that said uh stop irredentist to you or oh, you... you just
2: leave, or you just leave the country and like uh, do do all all you 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 can like help ukrainians and like uh uh to Russians and say that actually like what's going on like uh, said that actually it's like uh Mm, yep. Well, that's, that's, what,
4: yeah, that's what that's what we just said. There are two options for you, at least two options. And uh, New Yuki to you.
6: Yeah, but I just want to add quickly that the second option, escaping the country which you you grown in, um, it's not so sweet how it sounds like. Uh, maybe for younger guys. Oh no, it's not. Maybe it's for sure. Younger you are, it's kind of easier for you. Uh, in my case, uh, I moved out of country in my almost forty years old. So I still uh, have big part of my uh, experience, my uh, especially with everything coming to language proficiency, everything coming to uh, social skills. Uh, big part of me still Ukrainian. And this is a pain guys. Uh, I mean um, you kind of grown men but uh, you often sound like talking horse or like uh, kids disrespect you because you like you don't even can speak English, like what kind of man you are. Something like that, it's it's, it's a challenging thing, but okay, for younger generation, it's easy. Uh, but I mean, for younger guys, like maybe Andre is uh, in his 20s, I believe, 20s. And um, still, still, you will uh, leave a part of your legacy in Russia for sure and if you think this part is something worth to fight for i would fight for as ukrainians fought as as our fellow walter fought for this so yep you decide and again there is no defined way for you to go uh, uh, not no, there is no opportunism in i mean opportunism not always means success very often it means Uh, Stagnation or marginalization.
7: Uh, Could I ask a question from Andre? Yeah, Hisham. Yeah. So, uh, Andre, you live in Russia and uh, around you, the reason why people don't protest, could it be because uh, they have, out of a sense of patriotism, they have a sort of a foundation a a reason to be patriotic to their uh country that is why they don't protest and they have some sort of an explanation for why it is okay to be with russia st- still in this environment
2: uh-huh, like you know like uh i was born in russia yeah and uh like i don't give some benefits you know like from russia at all like you know if you if you was born if i will born like in usa yeah i will like have a, like a nice like you know like future and like nice environment in russia it's like it's it's like nothing you know it's like it's it was a very it was a it was a very bad science for me like you know from my young young like childhood you know And, like, uh, mm, they are not, like, uh, patriotism in Russia because it doesn't, like, uh, mm, mm, it doesn't, like, exist. Because I was born, like, while Putin was, like, uh, I was born in 2001, yeah. And I, like, all my life I was live like, in Putin regime, yeah. And I, like, every Russians like, hate him because, because of this war, you know, like, all he said, like, that doesn't matter, you know, you just start a war with like another country, like, and, and you're a mad guy, and I don't want to be associated here, you know, like with Russia. True. Well, Andre, as it was said, um, you have choices.
4: You're young, and your life is in front of you, and uh, the two most obvious choices is either find like-minded individuals... In Russia and fight, which is apparently unlikely because we are seeing that the prospects of Russians ability to protest and the prospects of Russian protesting are are kind of grim, unfortunately, or just leave and try to build your future somewhere else you are you're lots your of freedoms.
5: There are lots of opportunities to move as a political uh, refugee for political asylum as a refugee to the United States, Canada. There are countries that are opening up programs for Russians. They know that a lot of Russians don't, you know, want to live there. Maybe Russia doesn't deserve you. How's that? You know, you have uh, a lot to offer. You're young. Or whoever said he didn't, you know, moving isn't a, a good thing necessarily. Well, no one said it is. Getting up and leaving your country isn't a, a fun thing. But uh, where is it going? What's the future hold? Uh, if it holds bread lines and <clears throat> brainwashing and propaganda for the rest of his life, he, he might. I think it's well worth a, tr- a risk to uh, to leave. You have know, a lot of young Russians move to the states or Canada, and they make they make a great life. So, yeah, I, I definitely don't think this fight's not yours. You were born into it. Let the uh, Siloviki, let the people who are benefiting from uh, Russia, let them fight for it because they're about to lose it all. And those are the ones who should put putting their necks on the line, not kids. Sorry, that's my, my opinion.
7: Hey, guys, can I butt in? Because uh, I'm Ukrainian, uh, and uh, right now now I'm in Kiev, and uh, I've just heard, like, uh, 30 seconds ago, uh, like, the air alarm strikes, uh, but, uh, you know, nothing uh, heard, just the air alarm. Uh, are
3: you going to, <clears throat> going to your bunker? You go into your bunker because make sure you prioritize going to your bunker, sure you yeah, uh, bunker than speaking on the space. Uh, if I, w-
7: if I would go to the bunker every time the alarm sounded, uh, I would just went to bunker and, and back and to bunker and back. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's quite uh, often, uh, and the air la- uh, alarm works like if the uh, missile is launched somewhere uh it tracks down like to uh
3: okay. this. Walter, Walter, uh
7: no look Walter,
3: I just want... wait two seconds mate Walter I just wanted to like tell him you maybe you can explain it to better to him but don't don't lure yourself into a false sense of security with the um with the with the air raid alarm do you know like i I understand you'll take it very seriously but i just i I don't like to think that people are maybe wearing themselves into false sense of security
7: um you know uh because the war goes for 70 days already a lot of people are just get used to it uh and um we, uh, uh, I want to uh, highlight the statement that we don't even uh, we don't have only the bad news. We have a lot of good news, and uh, Kiev lives uh, during the daylight uh, and just sleeps in their beds during the uh, nighttime because uh, we were scared in uh, first like maybe two weeks, and now it's seventies day. Uh, Lots of things became uh just routine you know uh every uh, almost every shop works transportation works uh a bit you know uh in Kiev uh, it's quite uh mm, calm now uh we don't have now uh block posts on the roads um because kiev army uh showed uh the their their cells like very um how it's how to say cool and professional you know uh, russia invaded ukraine with twelve armies in um uh, nine different regions and their plans was uh like to capture a lot of cities and uh, plant panic that uh, to show that they are uh, winning quickly and uh, they move swiftly. But Ukraine is in a hybrid war, uh, not so big scale, but for uh, eight years. And we have uh, a l- lot of professional uh, and skilled um, commanders or you know generals who know how to manage and thanks to uh, american uh, intelligence and british intelligence uh, our government know about uh knew about the invasion uh, for i don't know maybe about a month maybe a couple of weeks because American embassy was evacuated back to America like in uh, before two weeks before the invasion um so we were prepared and we uh, stopped the invasion uh on quite uh, uh early stages and speaking about uh kiev and maybe maidan i was there uh i <laughs> chopped ice and showed it into bags and we built barricades uh, because it's uh, more like in ukrainian blood uh to, to resist uh, and uh, the protests of of such scale are not waging um, going in in Russia in Moscow because they have had uh, they have a much stronger regime like um, uh, FSB is is in control a lot of of uh, they have a lot of cops uh and uh they have uh city laws because we have uh, much more liberal laws. And people are just scared because uh Alexei uh, uh was already born in Putin regime and he didn't uh see any uh ways uh to happen and um I think to fight the regime, it's a very brave uh, decision, and it takes a lot of people. Uh, so maybe he did right. Uh, just just leave Russia. Don't uh, don't let let them make you a soldier. Just give a shitty gun and shitty uniform. Their army is very cheap, old, and uh, that's because uh, of the corruption. Because. Uh, their generals and ministers just wrote papers that uh, modernization was uh, made and some something was trained, uh, and Ukrainian army is much more, uh, you know, NATO oriented like that, and we have trainings with um, international instructors. Uh, I don't know. I'll say something more uh, a little. Uh, later maybe. Mate, you can ask questions. I'll I'll answer. Yeah, of course. I'll, well,
3: obviously, before we'll anybody wants to ask any questions, I don't know what to call you. Um, is it Ilya? Yeah, I'm Ilya. Yeah. So Ilya, um, if anyone has any questions for Ilya, then feel free to ask them. Thank you for joining us, mate. And um, <clears throat> are you? Have you been working with the? Was uh would it be ter- is it territorial defense or what 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 group were you would you've been working with or well when you
7: were in Ukraine uh, when you were in Kiev sorry um I'm a designer I work in food tech startup uh like we have kitchens uh that produce food and couriers and delivery app like I make the website and app and all the stuff uh when the work come. Uh, we were closed for like, like we regrouped a bit and then opened, uh, some kitchens that were safe. That was like, uh, bunkers itself. Uh, and we just volunteered on company's money, uh, and on volunteers' money. Uh, we just, uh, cooked food, packed it and through, uh, volunteering systems and then we fed uh, bomb shelters with scared people um, cops uh soldiers territorial defenses well uh, about our kitchen made about uh 400 uh pieces of uh you know dinners like it's a borscht and macaroni and some cutlet or uh just what we had
6: Mm-hmm. I have a question, uh, Ilya. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, yeah. In percentage, if you could estimate, how mobilized the uh, young men in in Kyiv are? Like, is it twenty percent, forty percent, eighty percent? Like, I mean, militarily, uh, like, how much?
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just after he, next time, please just raise your hand. Or stop. I know you're not. You're not. You're not a fan of the hand raising. Uh, answer if you can answer that question, and then we're gonna go to David and David. Well, shoot. David Copperfield and the other David, uh, go ahead and answer that question. And then if you're new to the the um, this space, can you please raise your hand? Uh, I, I, I know. Uh, I, we're talking about uh, Andy and Kevin and Madeline. Uh, if you're up here, just uh, put up your hand, and then we're going to go to the answer
7: from show. Okay, go ahead. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I did it for like five times. I raised the hands, and it. Uh, no, you did it fine. It wasn't you. Dropped Stopped me it. out.
5: It wasn't you. Don't worry. You did, You raised your hand. The other fellow I'm talking to. Just go ahead. Yeah. All right.
7: Uh, so I I don't know. I know the numbers. Uh, uh, that about four, uh, about maybe even five million people uh, fled to Ukraine uh, from Ukraine, uh, totally from Ukraine, not from Kiev. Uh, but there was there were, were a lot of families who just fled, and then uh, men came back and joined forces. Uh, I think we even now have a reserve uh, because in in some when uh, i don 't know uh, recruiting centers, uh, we had less weapons than people who came. Uh, and uh, I would like to, say, to thank Pol- Polish people, like, I don't know, the most, uh, because uh, Poland alone accepted like two and a half million, um, and they are treated very well. Uh, and there are such um, uh, sentimental stories, like Polish people uh, just brought strollers uh, to the train stations where, where Ukrainian people, uh, trains came um also yeah I, i'd like to thank a lot to uh all the governments of countries that uh support ukraine and i you know my favorite uh character is boris johnson he's uh so pro-ukrainian and anti-russian uh, and charismatic uh cool guy um, i'll
3: just tell you this i think uh after this Boris Johnson will have more fans in Ukraine than he'll have in the United Kingdom but I'm not a fan of Boris Johnson but I'm a big fan of what he's done for for the Ukraine Do
7: you have other questions?
5: Yeah for sure we've got David Copperfield's going to ask you a question I think just for the room so they know we've got uh, what's your name here? Show? Yeah it's pronounced Show is just a nickname. Show. My name is Uh, It's not Faux Show? No, it's just an American joke. Okay. Uh, David Copperfield, let's get a question. The show. show's in, in Kiev right now. Air Sirens recently, uh, he'd like to talk to us about his experiences. So if you have a question for him, please raise your hand. Again, I'll say it again. Andy, Madeline, uh, you're new to the room, so either raise your hand because we have people behind you who want to speak. So let us know you're interested in speaking by raising your hand. We're going to go to David Copperfield before he disappears.
0: Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, thank you, Yehuda. Um, thank you very much, and good evening again. Um, well, uh, uh, I, I don't have actually a, um, a question for who, um, but I I wish him a lot of luck and uh, to be s- safe. And uh, if he needs some help, to well, to to to. to uh, come to Portugal to to have some uh, kind of help to to uh, bring family to Portugal. But he can DM me and and I will be. Oh, that's very nice of
5: you. Are you in the Algarve, Dave?
0: No, no. Uh, if you are, not. I'd like to this come to no, your house no. too yeah, This is no, Yeah, this is no, no. No, this okay, is forget no, it. I don't want.
5: To... Don't go. He's not in the Algarve. No,
0: that. he's not. Okay, okay <laughs> just, Well, Algarve. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, Algarve is, is like the paradise, and uh, I am in the part where we work in Portugal. That is that is in the north, um, that is in oh Porto, that is in Porto, um, just where where we do the Porto wine. Um, but, but I'm not in that business. Well, Algarve is where I suppose Nuno is and he, maybe he doesn't work too much. I'm joking because I love, I, I'm joking because I love Nuno. He is a great guy. Tell him to come well, by the room. Okay. Go ahead with your question or your comment or question.
5: Sorry. To interrupt okay.
0: Okay. Well, um, uh, I maybe I'm a little bit out of the context, but, uh, uh, if you allow me first i i sent to Andre um an inspiring um revolution that was the portuguese revolution of the uh, carnation revolution uh, not exactly the same that like euro uh, maidan but sometimes um sometimes um well uh, um, moments like euromaidan or like carnation uh, revolutions are um the inspiring uh, examples that we need to do things uh, besides knowing by real politic that it's very difficult to do it in russia my my point was um one of our ukrainian friends that usually is over here, um, was shocked, maybe, about um, the former Brazilian president, uh, Mr. Uh, Luiz Inácio da Silva. Um, uh, Who's a bit of a Yeah, yeah. If if you allow me just to give a, a few uh, observations. Yeah, yeah, about go ahead. Yeah, I was okay. just adding. Just yeah, adding. okay. Okay. I think it's the local now uh he, I, I, I I don't remember exactly his nickname um, but uh, mm-hmm. he's usually yeah he's usually with us um and um I just want to try to explain to um, to the ukrainians and to um, the Americans and to Canadians uh, Australians I know that you that has a big cultural and understanding about um geopolitics and um uh, I remember one conversation that he had with a South uh, African a few days ago um and well, um so Portugal had a big empire in the past, okay um so there are many people that speak Portuguese over the world. Um, we have this background. At the same time, in my professional professional work, um, I'm used to deal with Chinese, with uh, Indians, um, also of course with many Europeans, and uh, of course from from Central and Eastern part of Europe. That's also one of the reasons because I uh, understand very well the the dangers of of Russia. Okay, but. Um, concerning to South America or Brazil, and since I speak and understand Portuguese very well, um, the former president of Brazil, it will be the next president of Brazil, okay? So that's an uh, important thing to, to understand. Looking to the to pools, of course. But um, to to try to understand the, the mindset um, in my perspective, okay, and I I am not trying to offend any Brazilian that is here in in the space or any other Portuguese. What's the
2: point, or, bro? Yeah.
0: Let's roll up to the point, my friend. I, I yeah. love the background. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. Okay. Well, um, we are speaking about Axel was saying that it's true. He was a trade union uh, um, leader, um, left, f- far left. I, I would not say a communist, but I would say a left wing guy um and um well he's he was a fan of Maduro from Venezuela uh, with close ties with him with Castro from from Cuba and um he's a populist okay and um well uh, many times and my point is this many times um most of these countries okay they have uh it's true they have uh self-interested issues they have geostrategic interests interests interest. but many times they have resentments um colonial resentments um against the west against portugal that for the moment is well
5: How
4: is
0: that is a small Country and with no global power, um, Lula is Lula is a is a diminutive. So his name is Luis. Um, he is a guy that um, usually uh, drives on this way. So I, I don't believe Lula is a guy with no um, superior education. Uh, this doesn't mean he is not smart. But um, I didn't
7: know that this that this room is about Portugal.
0: Yeah, really, so, like you so, know,
7: Lia, can I, I ask you
2: one question, sorry. you know, I'm Please. like from Russia. I think like I don't want to listen to history of Portugal because I don't care. <laughs> you raise, what your okay. Okay. You raise your hand there, okay? Raise
8: your hand. Right,
3: right, whoa, 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 whoa. right, Andre, okay. we we'll have questions, yeah.
2: man. We, we,
3: were, we, were, we were simple enough yeah. to let you. you, you okay. he's, a, he's a young guy. You right? But let's, yes,
5: like David, let's circle back to the actually, without the, the, uh, the context,
0: let's go right to the question you've got. Okay. My point is many of those countries, okay, uh, that don't support Ukraine, um, they don't support Ukraine because they have a colonial resentment uh, more than being exactly supporters of russia i don't believe that the former president of brazil really knows very well in the map where ukraine is this is my point knowing and following the uh, brazilian politics okay well thank Sorry. you for the point. Okay. Okay. point that's a that's a good point i mean I'm very no,
5: no no don't no, apologize i think i think the real takeaway point is the the far left and the far right and Lulu is on the far left and, uh, like a lot of politicians in that part of the world, pretty corrupt, uh, even though he pretends to be a champion of the uh, the poor. He um, was three times convicted. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. He's a bad guy. Uh, I know. So so what I'm saying okay. is that, though, but he pretends to be a champion of the poor. These people that support Russia and Putin yeah. generally tend to be people that say that, you know, they're socialists and we're here to help people, whether it's Bolivia, Venezuela, Cuba, uh, a bunch of other failed states um and and he's a joke and no one cares what lulu thinks because lulu is a clown but thank you so much i like the uh, thanks for that uh we got to there eventually you know it feels good but we finished the race
8: thanks for that copperfield uh we're gonna go to david Ferrell. uh go ahead uh thanks Yuri. good evening uh, thank you very much walter uh and also in the area, and you for hosting sorry thanks very much for hosting the space again and for keeping it going um It'd be nicer if we could have the space with the war over, and I look forward to chatting here. I wanted to ask a question directly to Ilya, who's awake and in Kiev. Good evening. Um, I hope you're somewhere safe and it's okay to talk What's uh, your internet connection and your physical location. I'm very interested to hear about what kind of food you cook. I listen intently here in the space for hours a day, whether I'm working or just have it on the background like radio, and I'm always listening for Furlane or maybe All Hat from the south of the country talking about the culture and the food and the art and photography so i'm asking directly about the food you cook and you seem to be quite a person who's has an online presence so perhaps you should um, message someone here in the dms get a name of your kitchen or wherever you would be cooking from or your contact information we can go and eat in your establishment probably drink a little bit too and eat and uh, get to see each other in person there's a person here earlier named andre which made me think of andre Shevchenko that fantastic soccer player from Ukraine surprised he hasn't been mentioned here Uh, I believe this Andre was a man born in Russia and I wanted to say I appreciate your courage and I salute your bravery for coming in expressing yourself as clearly as you did it's clearly not an easy ride you have had Uh, I believe David from Portugal earlier invited you to Portugal well it's obviously you're welcome in any European country just turn up at an embassy you'd be made more than welcome Uh, we need young people bright and interesting like you
5: absolutely
8: uh, congratulations for moving okay. to georgia it's a fine choice Tbilisi is a great spot uh, anybody who's listening here you should donate to MariaAid.org. i can't spell it i can barely pronounce it but it's written above <laughs> in the name uh spend your money donate to free in ukraine and thanks for the space uh, thanks retreat. man i appreciate
5: it you're, you're you're a nice guy i really appreciate it we uh, do our best here and we obviously appreciate all the support that people uh, uh, throw our way. And yeah, he's a young guy with a future. Uh, and uh, maybe that future is not in Putin's Russia. And, um, and why Why would it be? Okay, we're going to go to Matt. Okay, uh, again, Andy, welcome to the room. Are you new to Twitter? Do you know how to raise the hand if you go to the little heart with the plus and go and raise your hand? Hugh, if you could, go ahead and do that. So we know you want to speak. Um, that would be awesome. Andy... Darlington, if you can hear me, I can't hear you, but if you can let us know you want to chat, that would be super awesome. Thank you, Andy. Okay, sign a life, shake your head. I don't know, put a hand up. okay, so we're gonna give you a couple couple more minutes to try to figure it out. then we're gonna bring some more people up and if she's not gonna raise her hand, please don't add her yen uh, there Ocent or Walter. Andy, are you there? You want to unmute your mic? You've been trying to get in. I guess Twitter just dropped her again. It's weird. I don't know. Some people are new to Twitter, so we try to give them some uh, you know, some uh, leeway. Okay, go ahead, Madeline. Yeah, and by the way, whoever
7: wants to ask, a really, question, please do I, request I the really, microphone. I really like to know how the little children uh-huh. are doing. And yeah. how
4: the children from uh, um, one, two years until they are 14, 16 years, and uh, the, the young ch- uh, girls good,
7: good who question. were
4: raped, question, how then. are they doing?
7: Because uh, all you all don't hear are. anything of that. And I'm really worried about those kids because they have gone through so much dramatic things and horror and an. And who
4: is taking care of these kids? Yeah, you're right. It's a a big question, unfortunately, and a a big issue because many of these girls were deported even after being raped to Russia. It's a big issue. And uh, thousands of them, if not tens of thousands, were deported because overall the number of deported people from Ukraine ...overall reached hundreds of thousands, according to what Kislytsev said at United Nations Council. And this is a big issue. And those who flee to Ukrainian controlled territories from Russian occupied territories... ...well, obviously, they are victims of war in one way or another. In the case that you mentioned, they are victims of rape perpetrated upon them by Russian invaders... And uh, it's a big issue because these people, these women, or these young girls, they require psychological help, they require support. And uh, right now Ukraine is is at war and uh, resources are overstretched. But again, they're provided with help, provided with uh, psychological support as much as possible as all the IDPs and uh, refugees eventually who returned back to Ukraine. However, issue is very much pertinent. And I honestly wish that international organizations, the well-known international organizations, could be more proactive in providing help. Unfortunately, this is not the case. This is not the case with the Red Cross, with other organizations. And uh, this is the big issue, because where we expected the help to be coming from it's not and uh, ukrainians have to deal with that with their own resources and resources are diminishing daily